0: All right, so let's talk a little bit about uh, the tip of the week, guys. Uh, so how many of you all made New Year's resolutions? You guys are not hand raisers. You guys are the like the weakest worstest hand raisers I've ever seen or unless or you guys are not the 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 just didn't make the resolution type people that's 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 okay too um so uh this this segment on tips and tricks is is resolving to win in 2023 I'm curious give me some ideas of what some of your real estate goals are for 2023 it's okay you can shout it out yeah go ahead Estella Okay. So you want to rent your property and buy another property. That's one of your 2023 goals. Okay. I like that. Okay. So how, how are you doing some marketing for those properties right now? Okay. So, so the realtor's great for finding properties that are on the MLS, but what else are you doing for marketing to be able to find some of these properties? That's it. What else should she be doing? To, she knows where she wants to live. What should she be doing? Do you talk to anybody? Are you writing letters, doing postcards, calling any of the people over there? No, should she be doing that? I'm sorry, I couldn't hear you? Yes, okay. If you guys would have said yes with a little more gusto, maybe she would do it because she's certainly not believing me. Do you guys think that she should maybe knock on doors, write some letters, send some postcards, or make some calls? Yes. She knows where she wants to be. Did she not tell you that? What's getting in the way of your greatness? Your fear. I'm busy, I'm too busy. Okay. Okay. You guys accepting that? Come on. No. All right. All right. So as uh, in order to win in 2023, you have to, this is written for you. Did I know you? Did we meet before? Did we talk before? In no. Life maybe. In another life, maybe not in this one. uh, do the work, which is do the marketing. Your realtor is going to bring you the great properties that are listed on the MLS, but you've got to do your own marketing in order to get the properties that are not listed on the MLS. Right. Uh, and, and are there sellers right now who are saying, I don't want to sell. Are there would be sellers who are saying right now, I don't want to sell. And why might they be saying that? because they feel the market is what? Some people, someone said crashing and trouble going down, but might they still wanna sell? Yes, they would be open to it, but they don't wanna put it on the market, they don't wanna maybe like some of the folks that we were talking about earlier, they don't want to do what to their home? Do anything, get it ready. So I would say the first people that you should market to is all the people that look like, you know, as you're driving for dollars, all the people that look like they don't want to spend any time, effort, energy, money at all getting it ready, right? Um, and, and so as um, so full disclosure, licensed uh, 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 license realtor and broker in the great state of Texas, license number 0518223. So realtors have access to something called real list. What can you get on real list? What can you get on real list? Don't ask Siri, because something's going terribly wrong. <laughs> We can get on Realist. Anybody in here knows what Realist is? Yeah, it's, it's a database. It's like the most awesomest database ever. You can pull it, as a realtor, you can pull up to eight thousand records every single month off of Realist. Guess what? How you can pull it? By your neighborhood, so you can get everyone's address everyone's mailing address, which is sometimes different than their address, right? And you can get, can you get a lot of detail and data off of real lists, like pages and pages of every single property? And the answer is yes. So she can pull that for you. And what can you do with that list? You can write them letters, you can write them postcards, you can skip trace search them, so you can call them or you can go and door knock them, already knowing a little bit about them. So that would be a great way for you to do the work, which is to do the marketing. So. Um, it's not just about, you know, it's like, I I love that you've identified like that idea, but now you have to start executing the plan to be able to get to that idea. Um, and then, and then I'm curious, um, when you start sending letters to some of these people that are in your neighborhood, what as a real estate investor are some of the things that we get back? Uh, how about a not deliverable? Yeah. What do you do with those letters? Skip trace. What's the number one issue that most investors have when they're talking to someone who should be a motivated seller? What's the number one issue? I don't want to, they're on the foreclosure list. What are they gonna tell you when you talk to them? No, they're gonna tell you what? I don't wanna move. I don't wanna move. That is the number one objection that we as real estate investors have when we are talking to people that we think should be motivated because they're on the foreclosure list, right? Or because they're on the notice of substitute trustee list, or because they're on a 30, 60, 90 day late list. And they tell you what, no, uh, they declare bankruptcy, they don't wanna move so bad. So what do you know about this letter that you got back that said it was undeliverable? The number one objection you don't have to overcome because guess what? they're not living there anymore. You follow that? Does this make sense to everybody? So those that those return mail you should be saying cuz some people when they get return mail, oh, this sucks, you know, I just spent, you know, this forever stamp and, you know, it didn't work and they throw it away. But the people who know know that that's one less objection and the most common objection that they now no longer have to overcome as a real estate investor. So those are the houses that may be vacant. Uh, Those are the houses that maybe a tenant was there that's not there anymore, that an owner was there that is not living there anymore. So those are the ones that I definitely want you to go after because that's one less hurdle that you have to overcome as a real estate investor. So do the marketing, make offers. So um, some people are afraid to make offers. Why are some people afraid to make make offers? They don't know how much to offer. And they get stuck in this fear until what? Somebody else pushes them down and makes an offer, right? And sometimes it's not them. So sometimes they are on the, you know, they're waiting. They're calculating. They're going back. They're aiming. They're aiming. They're aiming. Oh, I got a new piece of data. I got to go back and aim again and then somebody else comes along and snakes the deal right up from underneath them because they're not going fast enough. Guys, make offers, every the, the second that you are at their house, make that offer. And why do I have an asterisk here? What are, what are we gonna put in our offers? There's gonna be an option period in there, right? It's on page two of the contract, it's already written in. You just have to write in how much you wanna pay for the option and how many days you wanna get on the option. And what can you do in your option period if you find out later that you didn't do enough aiming and that you overpaid for that property? Someone said back out. What else do you do? Come on. Renegotiate it. Yes, it's okay. I've got good news, I've got bad news. Good news is I still want to buy this house. Bad news is I really messed up on this offer. You're probably going to think I'm a a total amateur at this. You're probably going to think that I was planning on trying to renegotiate this the whole time. You're probably thinking that I don't know what I'm doing you do what's called an accusation audit. Who who made the original, uh, the, who's the OG of accusation audits? So an accusation audit's going to put them in a better mood as you are trying to renegotiate with them, okay? So if you guys have not yet read um, Never Split the Difference by Chris Voss, just go ahead and order it on Amazon right now. Um, the Audible is outstanding. Who's listened to it on, on the Audible version? It's outstanding. Um, Your kids will love it. Um, I actually went to a a two-day workshop with Chris Voss. It was amazing, so I highly recommend that. Um, So he was a former FBI terrorist and hostage negotiator. And for those of you guys who are thinking, well, what in the world does terrorist and hostage negotiating have to do with real estate investing? If you are thinking that right now, what I will tell you is that it is clear to me that that you have never negotiated with a motivated seller. Because sometimes it does feel like, yes, Sometimes it does feel like a terrorist or hostage negotiation, right? So make offers as quickly as possible knowing that you can re-aim during that option period, knowing that you can re-aim during that option period. Guard your numbers. Um, Are we in a changing market? Yes. Do we have 160% more inventory on the market right now than we had uh, just one year ago, which is really hard to do, right? Do we have a 30% decrease in the number of houses that are being sold every month for about the last four plus months? The answer is yes. Are we seeing a uh, drop in prices? We are not. I will prove it to you and I will wipe the floor with you. No, okay. <laughs> uh, but here is the difference. I'm talking about in Texas, okay? I'm not talking about in the greater United States. Um, but what we are seeing is instead of an price year-over-year price increase, 20% year-over-year, we are seeing now like a three, four, five percent year-over-year increase, right? Uh, so the rate of the increases is slowing. It was increasing at like a, you know, 30% clip. Now it's increasing at about a, five uh, to 10% clip. Now, if you are saying, well, the prices are lower versus May of 2022, you are correct. Prices are lower versus May of 2022. Okay. That was the fe- May, June, the highest numbers we've ever seen that was the fever pitch, but and the real estate world, when we're comparing the numbers, right? We're comparing year over year because of the seasonality, right? That happens in, uh, the number of closed sales and, uh, the prices as well. But when I say guard your numbers, I also want to make sure that if you are using your comps, uh, the comps from May and June of 2022, what do you, what do you know? And if you're a wholesaler, those are real comps. And if your wholesaler is showing you comps from May and June of 2022, which is six months, you know, six month old comps, which were in a normal environment, are really good comps. What do you know about those comps? They're terrible. They're outdated, they're they're overpriced by a minimum of 10%. A minimum of 10%. The only comps that I want you to use are comps that have happened in the last one, two, or three months, or comps that happened a full year ago. Because we are not at that fever pitch that we were in May. Now we never May's the highest point every single year and then it goes down like this for the rest of the year that's very typical right Uh, but the numbers are changing and they're changing rapidly so if your comps are comps from may or june uh, you're going to hurt you're going to hurt yourself badly so i want to make sure that you are not uh, doing that Uh, and guarding your numbers in that way so you're protected because you have that option period so you can go back and renegotiate it during that time Uh, complete your risk analysis what does that mean Best case, worst case, and most likely case scenarios. What case analysis, uh, what scenario do most brand new investors use? Best case on steroids, including the comps from May and June of 2022, right? Including the lowest repairs, because the house is and everything else is in great condition, just need to do these couple little things, right? Guys, I will tell you that in this market, the cream rises to the top and the crap gets wiped out. So in the market that where we were in up through May and June of 2022, anything would sell the good stuff and the bad stuff. And the market that we're in today, the only stuff that's selling is the really, really good stuff. Because buyers can take the time to actually look right? Buyers can take the time to actually negotiate and pick the stuff that really makes sense to them versus having to pick the one of two houses. Oh wait, now there's only one house left. And if you don't make an offer right now, there's going to be zero by the end of the day, right? We're not in that market anymore. So when I tell you uh, do risk analysis, don't just use the best case scenario, right? Best case, worst case, most likely case, uh, because new investors get wiped out because they're using the best case and typically the best case on steroids. Have a backup plan. What does that mean? How do you make sure that you can survive when the market changes? Uh, And we are in a very changing market right now, very quickly changing market. So when the market's going up, it takes the escalator up, but when the market's going down, it takes the elevator down, right? So it goes down at twice the rate that it goes up. So when I say have a backup plan, what does that mean for you guys as real estate investors? Anybody in here have been investing for 20 years? Anybody here invested like in the early, mid-2000s? Okay, how did the people in the early, mid-2000s make it when the market crashed in 2008 and it was crash 9, 10, 11? How did they make it? What was their backup plan? Instead of buying, fixing, and flipping it, which was their plan A, what did they now have to do? They ended up holding it. So that needs to be part of your backup plan to be, and 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 um, you also need to make sure you have the financing to be able to make that work, and financing is huge. And having those different backup plans. Now, most they, they some people say we're uh, already in a recession. Some people say we're going into recession, but most recessions are typically less than two years if you look at the average, right? Um, Uh, so, so if you can get bridge funding, so if you can get, for example, an 18 month bridge fund loan, that will give you enough time to lease it, to be able to hold on to it until the market starts to kick back over. Um, alternatively, you could get a regular loan to be able to finance it and hold it as a rental, um, maybe hold it as an Airbnb while you're waiting for the market to change. The reason why we want to go through this process is because we are still in a rising interest rate market. Now, supposedly we are not, going to be in 0.75% increase, uh, territory, uh, for the January 31st, uh, meeting that the Fed is going to have, but they are still going to be raising rates. They're going to raise it anywhere from 0.25 to 0.5%. Uh, we are still seeing slowing sales and mini market sales are down Uh, 30%. Uh, We are seeing slowing price growth. We're still seeing year over year growth, but we took again, that elevator down from May to uh, uh, January, May of 2022 to January of 2023, Uh, rising costs for rehabs. So who are the people that have not yet figured out that the market is suffering? Contractors. Because contractors are still finishing the jobs that they started in May and June of 2022 in some cases, right? So they are still in very high demand, which means they're charging you what? A lot of money. So, you're getting squeezed on the buy from the seller because the seller wants the price of the house that was six months ago. You're getting squeezed by the contractor because the contractor is not yet dropping their price because they're not feeling a pinch yet. You're also getting squeezed by supply chain, right? And inflation type issues. So, we're kind of the sandwich generation as real estate investors. So, I want to make sure you guys are uh, watching that and also uh, potential recession. So, uh, the way that you make money in 2023, the way that you win is you do the marketing, uh, you make those offers, you guard your numbers, right? To make sure you do your uh, risk analysis, your due diligence, you have those backup plans to make sure that those numbers make sense for you. Texas's largest real estate investor association at TexasStarterKit.com. If you like today's episode, please subscribe, comment, share with other investors, or join us directly at TexasStarterKit.com.